Flight attendants, please prepare for takeoff. Wheeler, Cycli, Line A, scores! I don't believe my eyes. Wheeler gets a hat trick. Oh my goodness. It's another. Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. Episode three of Ground Control, Jamie Thomas, Tyler Esquivel, and Mitchell Clinton. We are fresh, freshly off the longest trip of our lives. And it didn't actually seem like it was that long, but we've just got back from Helsinki, Finland, uh, as we're recording this. And uh, what an experience. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I don't really know. You can't sum up seven days in Helsinki properly in the 20 minutes that we have for you here in the podcast today. But uh, I would first off say the people in Finland are fantastic. Uh, extremely friendly yeah yeah, Helsinki is beautiful Mm -hmm. Um, there's it's a very clean city and I would highly recommend anyone that uh, wants to go to Europe that would be one of the places uh, I would recommend because I've been to so many this is the fourth country I've been to so nice humble brag (laughs) I've only been to four this is your first global series yes that's right my first global series but Mitch as as you look back on what happened this past week uh, a lot of it was the Patrick Lane show was um, it ever? From start to finish, essentially, because of the way he played. But uh, I think the main concern was about Patrick heading over there. When was he going to get back on track? And I think he did, and then some. When you yeah, said, yeah, I mean that was it was interesting because he you just just for for like a, a storyline part. I mean, obviously him coming to his home country, playing NHL regular season games, all that stuff is is a good story. But you, you're just hoping for like. You know, he, he snaps out of it and scores a hat trick. You know what I mean? You right. just kind of think that going in. And then, sure enough, like, the guy just has a way with performing in the moment like that, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and sure enough, gets the hat trick in the first game. Hartwall Arena goes nuts. And yet, after the game, he was still just very, very calm about it. But the one thing that's probably going to stand out to me, and it just kind of shows how much he cared, uh, was two things that he said one after the hat trick just being like i don't think i can even describe like how good that feels mm-hmm. number one to get the hat trick uh just to kind of get get him going offensively again he was getting chances just pucks weren't finding their way into the net and then to do it on home ice in front of friends and family like that i can't even imagine how, how good that would have felt then the second one just after the whole series was done him saying, I'm going to remember this every second of this for the rest of my life. Like, you could just tell how, how much this entire uh, NHL Global Series meant to him. I guess when you look back at the hat trick, Tyler, you said you had a buddy texting you saying that, that everything's fixed because it just the story is so perfect, right? It's yeah. just the, the way that whole thing transpired, he gets the two goals, Paul Maurice puts them on the ice when they're up by a goal, which traditionally isn't what he does, but he got the sense of the moment, and Paul joked about it, that he wanted to actually be able to get on the bus yeah. by allowing Patrick <laughs> get the hat trick. But it's just the way things worked out in that first game couldn't have been more perfect. Oh, absolutely. Like you know, like Mitch kind of said, you know, getting a hat trick on your home turf is, is amazing. I couldn't even fathom just what that would feel like. Mm-hmm. But moving into that second game, I would argue that that goal in the second game was way more impressive than the three that he scored that in the shot. first game. That reminded me of the shot. He It was a goal he scored against New Jersey in his first season. It'd be Corey Schneider, far top corner, mm-hmm. coming down the wing. Like, you know, I think that would have been a five-on-five goal, but this one, like, just the placement of it, I don't know how he found that spot. I mean, and from where we were sitting in the press box, we actually had a really good view of sort of that far, far net. And, mm-hmm. yeah, like, you look at that and go, there's no way he's going to pick that, and bang, he does it. Yeah. So it's... 
a perfect story for Patrick Laine at home, definitely. Jets do split the, the, the series with Florida. I, I think the biggest change between those two games, to me, was the jump from James Reimer to Roberto Luongo in goal. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to take anything away from the Panthers. Their power play was efficient. Uh, it was deadly in the second game. But a lot of that rode on the shoulder. Roberto Luongo made some grade-A stops on the Jets in the, er- mm-hmm. the first two periods of that hockey game. Well, I was going to say, like, the, the script was almost flipped. You know, yeah. uh, Florida came out absolutely flying uh, in, in the first game while the Jets were still kind of trying to, to find their legs. And it was Connor Hellebuck that made save after save. And then in the third period as well, he came up huge a number of times with the Jets up by one. And then, yeah, you go into, you go into the second game and Winnipeg had arguably one of the, the best starts that they've had this season and just weren't able to kind of get that next one. Nikolai Ehlers scored a beautiful goal to, to yes, open did. the scoring. But, yeah, they, they just couldn't get that next one. Roberto Luongo held. And then, you know, Florida kind of found their footing. And then, you know, like you said, their power play uh, kind of took things over from there. It was one of those t- moments I wrote the uh, little sidebar story after the first win about the Jets special teams have been holding them in them. It, to allow three power play goals in the second game, now you look at it and go, "Only this is the second time this happened this year, and Paul Maurice did mention if you allow three power play goals, you're not going to win, and that's true. They've done it twice this year. They lost in Dallas the other time they've done it. When you look at the Jets' penalty kill in the second game as compared to the first one, Tyler, what did you see that was different that they maybe weren't as successful, or did you think Florida was just that much more efficient? Yeah, I think Florida was just efficient. Yeah. I mean, Mitch had a really good stat. I think it was like a combined total of 28 seconds left in every power play. Yeah, it was it was six seconds, four seconds, and 28 seconds. That's how much time was left on all three kills. When- so. Yeah. If I'm going to analyze that, I don't really think you can. Like, I mean, the penalty kill was good. They just didn't finish the job, I guess, mm-hmm. so to speak. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a quick breakdown here or there, and it led to a goal. But, like, credit to Florida. Their power play is really good. Yandel sort of works that spot right up in the middle of the ice. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas, you know, shot. we sort of have that, you know, two-point man system. Some of the time, Patty slides down. But they worked the power play really well, and they... I think they they showed, you know, that they should have more than three wins this season. They're a good team. And, you know, the the PK for us, I think the the goal is just to keep pucks to the outside and and allow, you know, not allow anything to the net. And I think our our penalty kill has been really good this year. And, you know, I think it's more of a credit to Florida's PP than our PK being, you know, not as good. But, you know, credit to Florida. They did have some good bounces, some friendly bounces. Uh, Connor Hellebuck did mention that. He goes, if that's the way you're going to beat me, I guess so be it. Connor Hellebuck was as frustrated as I've seen him in a while after that game because he, heading out to Helsinki, we hadn't seen the Connor Hellebuck that we had seen for the majority of last year. Uh, in the first game, he was elite. That was elite goaltending from Connor Hellebuck, and that tied into the penalty kill being so well. He made a, a tremendous save on Dadanov uh, in the slot in the first game. Dadanov got him a little bit later in the second game with a, a, mm-hmm. an elite shot itself. But we're looking for little things and growth where this team is starting to get better. Connor Hellebuck, I think, is starting to get where people expect him to be now. Yeah, and I mean, that's one of those things. He's he's just like everybody else on the team, right? He's just kind of finding exact. He just wants to keep building, keep building. And uh, he's one of those guys that, you know, after every game, watch, that's something that he talked about is after games, he doesn't really look at, you know, saves or particular shooters or anything. He looks at the ones that got by him. Was he in the right spot? Was it a bounce like we talked about mm-hmm. a little bit earlier? And then he kind of goes from there. He wipes the slate clean and he moves on. And, um, yeah, but you could see why he would be frustrated. You know, if you're in the right spot yes. and, and you're doing the right things and you get the, the bounce or redirection goes off you and in the net, you could definitely see how he, how 
how a goaltender would be frustrated by that. It's it's odd with the global series. You have the lead up into it. You go over to Helsinki, Finland early. There's four days before your next game. Now the Jets are back. They're going to practice here on Sunday as we record this podcast. Take tomorrow off, and then it's three more practice days. So as Paul Maurice quoted it, to get back in the grind of the National Hockey League season, uh, it's going to take some time to get there. Do you see any fall off or any concerns with the Jets having to wait another long extended period of time before their next game, which is Colorado on Friday, Tyler? Well, judging by how I feel right now, I don't know how they're going to be able to practice today because I'm, I'm fighting I think it. That's why, I think that's why they're on the ice today. I'm fighting yeah. it. I don't know if I could do an NHL practice today yeah. or ever. Um, yeah. But I, I think you know this week of practice is going to be good for them. I think they'll be hungry and chomping at the bit to get at the game action on Friday against Colorado, just like they were in Finland. Mm-hmm. You know, Taking that big of a break between games is something that these guys are not accustomed to during the regular season. So it'll be a different challenge for them. I'm excited to see just how they react to that. And you know, I, th- I think it should be a good week of practice here. He'll, Paul Maurice is a good coach. He'll, he'll get them doing what they need to do um, in the right times. And one thing that Wheeler... Uh, talked about a lot last year is coming off of road trips regardless of whether it's finland or just in north america like Mm -hmm. normal he always says that first period back uh in your home building is is tough like you have all the energy in the world because you're playing in front of your fans but at the same time it's just it's it's doesn't come as easily as you think it should Mm -hmm. uh in that first period so that'll be something that i that i keep an eye on just because it's a quote that that kind of stands out to me we're just uh, seriously it's this is adjusting to this being back and a lot of traveling right now i'm just trying to get my brain w- w- working here again but you you look back at the at the global series i know it's going to be some time before the jets get to do this again but i almost want it to be sooner rather than later mm-hmm. because of such a good experience it was yeah i mean just to be able to go to a, a completely new country and one thing that i think is going to stick with me is just how it seemed finish hockey fans watch the game differently yes uh, whether very. it's you know if they really like something that, that's going on or a team is uh shorthanded or there's a delayed penalty and one team's buzzing in the other team's zone they start clapping and it almost yeah. like adds to the moment you yeah. know what i mean the sounds they, they tend to make when uh, a goaltender makes a save or there's a, a good chance good shot on goal um that's something that i'm going to remember a lot from this from this trip and and then obviously like you said off the top just how friendly everybody was and helpful everybody was uh to people that obviously you know maybe had never been to to helsinki or Mm -hmm. been overseas uh can't say enough uh, good things about the the finnish people that we encountered kudos to jets fans who made the long trip over there we we saw quite a few there was a lot actually yeah um you guys went to the alumni luncheon on the friday how cool is that to see uh, there wasn't a lot of guys but there was a good it was a, na- a good for names, that's yes. for sure. Yeah. I don't want to age Mitchell and I here, but um, <laughs> I'll be honest. You know, there's there's names that we'd heard of. You know, obviously, Solane was there, and, mm-hmm. and we know who he is. But there's a lot of guys from the WHA days, and uh, it was really cool. We got to, like, sit down with a few of them and do some interviews. And, you know, the names, you know, Willie Lindstrom, I know that name, Anders Hedberg, Alf Nielsen, like, those are the sort of the mainstays. But we got to, in- we got to interview the first Finnish goalie to ever play in North America. We got to interview Kent Nielsen, who, yeah. sorry, uh, apologies, but I didn't, I didn't know who that that's was. That's from my era. He was a I, Calgary Flame when the Flames moved from Atlanta to Calgary. So that's going back a long time. I looked him up, up on Hockey yeah. DB. He led the Jets in points in his first year. So like, it was really cool after the fact to kind mm-hmm. of like, okay, so who did we talk yeah. to? And yeah. then you just scroll through everybody's names and you go, wow, like this is, this is really cool. It was, it was just a great experience. One thing to touch on, on the games themselves. 
I kind of likened the fans to like golf a little bit. There was really no booing. There was just general happiness and cheerfulness yeah. for everybody and mm-hmm. everything that went on. If Florida made a nice play, then they clapped. If the Jets made a nice play, then they clapped. The only there's and there's no booing there. That's the other thing. When I think the they referee whistled. made one call that the the fans didn't like, they whistled. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. It was really cool. So it's just there's no negativity in that and mm. you know who knows i don't know what the 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 yoker at the local team the fans are like for those games when there's a vested interest mm. in the one team but yeah very gracious people and it was very it was a very cool experience and i'm happy I, we got to uh, enjoy one of the things you're going to hear and we have Timo Solani coming up on the podcast here and he mentions it was before patrick i spoke with him beforehand and lots of media did before the yeah. first game and, of course, the common question is, what's wrong with Patrick? What should he do? And he said, what was the analogy? He said it was something about a ketchup bottle. A ketchup bottle. You know, yeah. you get the glass ones, and you're trying to get the the, the, French, the the ketchup out onto your French fries or beside your French fries, depending on how you want it. <laughs> uh, and you can hit it all you want, and sometimes it's not going to come out, and then all of a sudden it does, and then it just keeps coming. So and that it was crazy how... Right after he had said that, it does. Yeah, it, yeah you, he had been hitting and hitting on the ketchup bottle. Then it all came out at once with the three goals. Of course, four over the two, the two games itself. But I saw an article in a Finnish newspaper, and there's this ketchup bottle, a glass ketchup <laughs> bottle. It was everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's there's ketchup destroyed. Yeah, the, the ketchup bottle had been destroyed. There was ketchup all over the place in the photo. Uh, I know Ken Weeb wrote an article about it as well, and you're going to hear Timo talk about that. We also have uh, another special guest. We have two guests in this podcast today because we went to Finland and want to do this a little bit more for you. Uh, Antti Mackinen is a play-by-play uh, voice in Finland. Now, when the NHL Stanley Cup final is on, Antti comes over, calls the game for Finnish television. Uh, he also called the game and the practices, for that matter. Uh, there's a game of the week in Finland. Antti calls those games. But how he does it is, of course, with the time change, he says it's, I believe, at 3 a.m. in the morning most times when he calls games. Yeah. So you can imagine getting up that early in the morning or being up that late. He says he has to listen to music. You'll hear that in the interview as well. But can you imagine being by yourself and calling a game and trying to keep the energy going? That would be that'd be tough. Yeah. yeah. That would be really, really tough. So <laughs> so Chris Johnston from Sportsnet had tracked down the story and had mentioned to me last year when we were in uh, Vegas for the for the playoffs. He said, Yeah, Antti told me the story. So I, we tracked him down. Uh, great guys. Antti's a very busy man. Uh, and Antti had told me that Patrick guaranteed to finish media that he was going to score in that first game <laughs> classic classic so uh you know you and then afterwards he had said to Antti, i'm a man of my word <laughs> <laughs> there was also a little controversy on the when we got there remember guys how patrick had said the players were complaining about helsinki about uh, the city and stuff yeah, like that so was... there's a mini controversy but it was Patrick being sarcastic. Yes, yeah. very. And, oh, I, yeah. and I'd asked Antti about that. He goes, yeah, Finnish media will take that and take it the wrong direction. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, he, hmm. Uh, and that was interesting because, yeah, we, we we spent a lot of time, obviously, asking players whether it was on or off camera, like, you know, what, what kind of stuff do you do today? What kind of, all that kind of stuff. And they had nothing but good things to say about yeah. both the city itself. The food was, they all kind of tried some of the local local cuisine and went to saunas jumped in the baltic sea they did all that stuff they kind of really immersed themselves in it yeah they were just giving patty a hard time they got off the plane and you know how you know guys are like that they just sort of rib each other in a a team setting and none of it was serious and you know the the guys all address that sort of the next day at practice and it's nothing to really talk about i think blake wheeler said it best he just said when you get a bunch of guys on a plane yeah. You're going to start bu- for eight hours. Yeah. Because things are going to be said. Safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> things are going to be said. So uh, with that being said, 
Well, let's start our next, our first interview here. We're going to go back to back. First, it's Antti Mackinen, play by play voice in Finland, followed by the great Timo Solani. See. Lining, watch it. Scores! Damn. Oh, what a save by Connor Hellman. Rise. Blake Wheeler. All Winnipeg Jets single game tickets for the 2018 19 season are now on sale. Choose the matchup you want to see and pick your seats today by visiting winnipegjets.com slash tickets. This is Adam Lowry. You're listening to Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Please be joined by fitness broadcaster Antti Makinen. Antti, it's really nice to be in the city of Helsinki. Uh, just how big has this global series been uh, for the city and for the country of Finland? Oh, well, of course it's huge because uh, this is the best time on, on hockey season to have NHL teams here at Helsinki. And uh, like you know, there's a long uh, plane ride to, to North America and, and with all the time schedules uh, to see the NHL games on live. Uh, this is this is the biggest part for Finnish hockey maniacs to see NHL games at prime time in Helsinki, and right. it's it's a big thing here. You call games, but yeah. is it at 2 a.m. in the morning when you call the games? And just give us a little backstory on that. You you call from a studio; it's dark in there. Just to t- tell us that story. Well, like Chris Johnson put it on on Sportsnet, yeah. it's the loneliest place uh, in, in sports, <laughs> and it's pretty pretty much this because. Uh, the game starts at uh, 10 p.m., 11 p.m., and they end like 2 a.m. Mm. Oh, and and the diff- uh, normal primetime game for you guys, it starts uh, in our time, it's 3 a.m. when right. I'm doing Jets games. So it's stressful, yeah. but it's my job, and I, and I love my job, so <laughs> so why not? <laughs> it is. It must be tough to get excited because you're not actually at the game and you're watching it's very late at night so what 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 types of things you do to get yourself pumped up so you have that natural uh, excited voice when you call the games well i put i put the volume up in my headset so i can i can sense the atmosphere on site and that gives me gigs and also uh, i love music so i i i mostly red hot chili peppers or something like that <laughs> i just pump pump it into myself and, and and get ready for the game and it's it's always about the the mindset going into the game and and and, and for me it works so that's that's fantastic now patrick line is here alexander barkov is here with the jets and, and panthers respectively just how big is patrick line in this country right now auntie Whatever he does, it goes into the papers. Mm-hmm. He's that big, and and he's a person, like you know. Yes. And 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 he's interesting person. He's a great hockey player, but at the same time, he's he's a decent young kid with 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 good behaviors, and he's easy to follow. He's easy to come along, and Finnish hockey people has taken him as his own right. here, and and. It's every morning after the Jets game. It's not about the score in the game. It's about what Patrick Line did in the game. Do you think he feels that that stress and that pressure because of the ex- not so much expectations, but just what people in Finland are always keeping in track of what he does? Well, I, I I've known Patty from when he was like 12, mm-hmm. and I don't think he gets any pressure to himself. Mm-hmm. He just in, enjoys playing hockey and and do the things his way. And like now he's he's talking about the scoring scrum that he's having, but I've chatted him now two days here, and I, I see the relaxed kid who's just 
eager to play more games to get it going. So, so I'm really positive the 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 game that he is having here. He started on the fourth line yeah. in Toronto. Was that big news here in Finland the other day? Of course it was. Yeah. And and a lot of the papers write down that is this downhill for Patrick Liney and stuff like that. I I laughed at those news with him yesterday. Yeah. And 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 he just said the basic things. That's something that what he deserves now. And he needs to fight back for the position that he had earlier. So it ain't that hard. You have to just give your effort, do the right things for the team, and score a goal once in a while. That's his game, and he will come back there. He's got a very dry sense of humor in English. Is that who Patrick Lani is in Finnish as well? Yeah, it's 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 right right the same. Mm -hmm. uh, on Monday, he told the press here that. The chess players said awful things about Helsinki, and he was crying when he gave the answers, and it was a joke. Yeah. But the media bought it, right? <laughs> and the whole team laughed it about the about the news. And I said to him yesterday that now you're going to the press uh, in front of the press. Try to take it calm. Don't don't crack any jokes there. Yeah. Just just say say what they want. <laughs> so it was a joke, right? Because yeah, it was a joke. Yeah, it was a joke. Blake Wheeler said that there, you say a lot of things on an eight-hour flight amongst teammates. So they <laughs> the players were clearly joking about it. But it was a little bit of a controversy here on Monday, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I had a, had a great session with with Blake Wheeler and Mike Shifley, mm -hmm. and in one-on-one -on -one interviews with those guys, and they came into my in our studio, and uh, Wheel, Wheeler. Uh, uh, came to me and hi, I'm Mark Shifley and Shifley introduced himself as a, as a Blake Wheeler. Yeah. I said to the guys, "Cut the bull there." <laughs> I know, I know who the who you guys are, yeah. and I, and I told Shifley that, that, or I asked him. Uh, I heard in a rumor that you you fired your chef already, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he he was blackmailing me. Where where did I get the news? And <laughs> you you've called some pretty big games in your time. How big was that game? when Finland beat Russia in the World Juniors in this building? Well, it was, I, I can't even put in words on it. Uh, Jukka Jalonen was the head coach of the team back then and, and uh, Patrick Laini, uh, Sebastian Aho, Jesse Puryel, we were the big, big was Sammy there. Niku, Sammy like Niku was yeah. there also and, yeah. and Mikko Rantanen, who is the scoring, yeah. scoreboard in, in NHL nowadays. They were along the team. The, the, the the, um, uh, the building was uh, it was sellout of course. Thirty percent of Finnish people look at that game from TV. Right. So basically, basically, all, everybody knew about the game, mm. and that's one of the attractions. Considering Sami Niku and of course Patrick Laine, yeah. they everybody knew who those guys were after that tournament, and that's one of the biggest mm. issues why why those guys are still on the front pages of the uh, sport magazine each and every day. Of course, there's always a, a conversation in North America about who, who the best player in the NHL is right now. Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby. Who is the best player in Finland? Or, or, or are there conversations about that all the time? Uh, of course there is. Um, my, my, in my papers, I have to say Alexander Barkov. Yeah. He, he's... He's such a total player in, 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 as a center man. Of course, Sebastian Aho in, in Carolina is doing an awesome job. And Mikko Randanen now lately with Nathan McKinnon, who I consider be the one of the best in, in hockey overall players. Uh, there are a lot of young Finnish guys coming up, so it's it's a great time to be a Finnish play-by-play -play guy. What is going right right now in Finland? Because it seems like there's more Finnish players coming over to the National Hockey League and producing at a high rate. Uh, there has been some system changes like past six, seven years ago mm -hmm. uh, when they started playing more with the puck, not not so about this 
traditional Finnish five against five team playing without the puck and just defending own zone and, and getting counter attacks. They 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 started to trust themselves with the puck and take more risks. And and when you control those things as a junior, it's more easier as an adult player in, in NHL or in AHL or in KHL here in, in Finland and Russia. It's easier to play with the puck. And I can see that's the clear line for, for this upcoming for these Finnish young players. You, if anybody's wondering why it's so loud right now while I'm talking to me, uh, Antti, is because this is right before the Winnipeg Jets practice here at Hartwell Arena. It's sold out, very excited crowd here. Um, Timo Solani holds a special part in this country. Does he remain the top player in Finnish history, or is Yari Curry in that conversation? Where Where is that right now in Finland as the best player ever? Timo is is going to be all time one of the great with Yari Kuri they are they are they are the guys but Timo has his personality with the media and with the hockey he's he's awesome person and always positive and always on his own own, own style he wants to be on, on the media and he will be here on Thursday and Friday and most of the people doesn't even know that, but he will be here. I, I chatted with him on Sunday, and, and and he's really excited to be here to see the Jets in, in Helsinki. Very excited to have this interview with you, Antti. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. Shop where the players shop. Jets gear and truenorthshop.com are your authentic team stores. Make sure to stock up on all your favorite Winnipeg Jets and Manitoba Moose merchandise today. Visit one of the five Jets gear locations or shop online at truenorthshop.com. Timo, for the five minutes I've been standing around you here at Hartwell Arena, I see you get pulled in all kinds of different directions. What must this be like for Patrick Laine this week to be pulled in so many directions ahead of these games? Oh, I know exactly <laughs> what he has to go through. You know, it's uh, it, first of all, it's so unique when the, when NHL teams come here and uh, Patrick, of course. I think the Winnipeg is now the uh, Finnish people' uh, most favorite uh, team, and uh, how he has played and everything. We have a lot of fans, but. It always comes the other side too. Like everybody wants a little piece of yeah. you, and uh, you know, I was talking with him yesterday, and he said, you know, it's uh, somebody has to do the extra job here, and obviously it's it's for him. But uh, I, I like his attitude. Like he doesn't take anything too seriously, and uh, and uh, he knows this is uh, sometimes a little harder for him, but uh, he has a good attitude, and uh, obviously the people appreciate it when he has time. You know. When he talks to you, do you get the sense that he's truly listening to your advice if and when you do offer advice? Oh, absolutely. Sometimes I, I, I feel that he, he looks at me that he's almost a little shy and he wants like... Yeah. It's kind of funny thing, but like I said, it's a, he has a cute attitude and he's like... Uh, even uh, even uh, some people probably think that he's a little shy, but he's not. And uh, and uh, uh, it has been fun to, uh, fun to follow his career and, uh, and like I said, we are very proud of him. Just three goals for him so far this year. You've scored a lot of goals in your National Hockey League career. You went in slumps for a little bit. Do you talk to Patrick about this type of stuff? And do you think he's fully mentally ready for these types of moments where things aren't going so well for him all the time? Absolutely. Everybody has to go through these little slumps. And uh, I was talking with him yesterday about this. And I tried to tell him, just relax. If you start pushing too hard and if you get frustrated, it doesn't work. So just let it go. Of course, you work hard, but don't don't try to do extra. Nothing nothing great happens when you have to push too hard and, and you have you take extra pressure and you start squeezing your stick. It has to be uh, uh, smoothly and uh, relaxed. And uh, he's uh, like everybody else, the big goal scorer. He needs a couple games, the confidence, couple breaks here and there, and then it's a 
I always told this is a ketchup uh, bottle syndrome. Yeah. It's like a Heinz, uh, Heinz ketchup bottle, and sometimes when you try to get the ketchup out, nothing works. Yeah. But when it's come, boom. <laughs> There's no better feeling than that. <laughs> so it's coming for sure. How do you like the Jets, the way the Jets coaching staff is handling Patrick so far in his young career? You know, the thing is, I think uh, they, uh, it looks to me that they have been quite hard for him and that he has to learn uh, learn to be a pro and uh, and if he doesn't play, it, that he has to earn his uh, ice time. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of good thing, uh, but still you have to, uh, personally, you have to treat him the right way. And of course, everybody's expecting uh, big things from him. And of course, he expects uh, mo- most for himself. So. You can't steal the confidence. You try to uh, feed that, and uh, that's why the coaching job is so hard because you have to treat and you have to handle 25 different guys uh, different way. Yeah. Some guys you have to yell. Some guys you have to give a hug. You have to learn the the right way to get best of uh, best of out everybody, and uh, it's it's a hard job. It's a it's not only coaching. It's a it is a personal. Um, Hand, handling how you want and how, how you can get best of everybody different way. Did you need hugs or did you need to get yelled at when you played hockey? You know what? I uh, I didn't mind if the, they were yelling, but uh, I was more a hug guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you seem like a kind of a yeah. hugging kind of guy in the short yeah. time I've known you. Uh, how proud of a moment is this for, for Finland as a country when the NHL comes here and they get to show off their stars, their homemade stars, their homeborn stars? Oh, it's a very, very unique. It doesn't happen very often. Yeah. I got the the whole experience 2013 when we came with the Anaheim and the Buffalo here and I know exactly that's why like I went through exactly what Patrick yeah. went uh, through this week uh, you know rest of the guys go to the dinner or lunch or uh, back to the hotel and you, you go do this interview this yeah. PR PR fans uh, charity so it's uh, it's not easy but you know obviously it's uh, so unique and once of the lifetime experience so you have to look at that way I stumbled across this video on YouTube. It was your final international game at the Olympics. You won a bronze medal with Finland. It was a very emotional day for you. I saw the, the interviewer that was talking to you in Finn got emotional too. I heard him go, Timo, and he got choked up. I haven't seen that, but how emotional was that day for you and, and a few other guys that played their final international game that night? Yeah, this uh, national team for us has been so big pride for us. and. Uh, and uh, I had a chance to play in the six Olympics, and uh, my last year with Anaheim was kind of tough. I didn't, uh, I felt that I didn't get uh, enough ice time and uh, and um, a role what I was expecting. And uh, so the Sochi was for me. I wanted to prove the wrong that they are wrong, and I, I that was the bread and butter for me. That that's I know I'm gonna get the first line treatments, first power play, and we won the bronze medal, and I was MVP in the tournament. That was like. Uh, it was so important for me because without that, I think I would have a little bad taste about uh, how it, everything ended. So that was, thank God that we had that and I played well and the whole team, we won the bronze because that was, that uh, made my season and saved the pretty much, uh, I can't say career, but yeah. a good feeling. It's a good way to go out. Yes. Um, did you, was it hard for you not to cry during that interview? Yeah, you know, because there's a, you know, 26 years in the national uh, wow. team level when you start in the juniors there, and uh, and now you know it's over. It's yeah. uh, it was emotional and uh, but very proud moment, you know. Like I said, every time when I put that jersey on, it meant something, and uh, 
I'm so thankful that I was able to play for a long time. Like I said, six Olympics. You can't do that very often. It means a lot you did this. Thanks very much. Thank you. Anytime. 50-50 tickets are now available online for all Winnipeg Jets games. Buy yours before the start of the third period by visiting tnyf.ca slash 5050 in support of the True North Youth Foundation. Solani, I mean, the guy just can't have enough time, and he has he's a big fan of Jets TV, and I think that you guys laid down that, that, that groundwork when you went to Finland this year. I like to pretend that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is hey, all on and you just, guys. If anybody has seen it, Mitchell and myself got a picture with him. His agent asked for it. We didn't ask for it. <laughs> we, we did not. We did so, not super fan it up. You know. Andrew Strom, one of the staff from um, from the Jets, got that interview in place, and he said, "Okay, Timo's only got two minutes." <laughs> yeah, right. So I was waiting and waiting for it to to sit down with him. He's like, "Come in." The, I go in a suite, and he's like, "Come sit down." And we talked for seven minutes. I'm like, "This went by really fast." And Andrew said, yeah. Uh, "So yeah, he's he's really busy. I don't know if he has enough time, but he's more than forthcoming with his with his time." So uh, um, this, this is the second time I've uh, spent some moments with Timo Solani. I can see why he's such a huge popular guy with Jets yeah. fans, even though he's only here for such a short time. But uh, Hall of Famer, I have nothing but great things to say about him. And as you, know, as you just heard on the podcast, uh, just a great guy to interview. And you guys know this as well, sitting down with him. Yeah, that's exactly it. And, you know, he's another one. We talked about Patrick uh, having a sense for the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I remember from the Heritage Classic was Solani got the, the winner in the alumni game and Investors Group Field went, uh, went crazy. Uh, when it happens, so any any chance that uh, that we have to do anything uh, with Timo Solani, obviously we take any any chance we have. Tyler, uh, I just want to say to both you guys, you guys did great work heading into the trip to Helsinki. Uh, I think Jets fans got a lot out of that, and uh, you know it's interesting watching Patrick Laine work out and kind of perfect timing with it because he comes over here, tells us all of us that he had lost a bunch of weight, and you guys were there as part of it. Oh yeah, we were there. It was cool. It was. It was. I'm glad have, people enjoyed it. I, I hope they enjoyed it. Um, hoping to do more pieces like that in the future. Maybe line some stuff up for this summer with with other players on our team. So very excited, and it's it's a blast to go do that kind of stuff to see these guys in a different element. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have something in the in the works for this week as well. It won't be on, but you guys are doing a little football. Is this okay? Yeah. To tell? Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, just a little teaser. Um, yeah. I won't name names, but one of our players. Uh, you can fill in the blanks yourself if you if you really know our squad. Uh, one of our players on our team is uh, you know big football guy. He used to play football back in high school. And he was really good. Yeah, we're teaming up with uh, the local football team here in mm. Winnipeg. The, the <laughs> what Bombers. Local and, team would that be? Yeah. So we're teaming up with them. Gonna got a shoot on Monday and uh, hoping to put something out soon for that. Actually, so uh, lots to come here on Jets TV and uh, stay tuned. All right, episode three of Ground Control in the books. Thanks for so much for listening. We're we'll looking forward to talking to you guys next week. This is Big Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. For Jets news, videos, and more, head to winnipegjets.com.